Welcome to Everyday Heroes, the podcast. With each episode, we meet ordinary people who do extraordinary things. Everyday Heroes is brought to you by The Hero Builder, Enlighten Up, and AOS, The Athlete of Significance. Let's join our host as we meet today's Everyday Hero. Hey, welcome to Everyday Heroes, where we celebrate uh, the hero in everyone, and we're looking for ordinary folks that are doing extraordinary things, and what we're discovering is that we're running into extraordinary folks that are doing ordinary things just exceptionally well, and uh, I'm Boyd Hamlin with my co-host, Stacy Johnston. How are you, Stacey? I'm well, thank you, sir. Today, this has been a beautiful and gold-filled day for me. Well, fantastic. I know that uh, it's been... Uh, it's been a very crazy year in 2020, but 2021 is off to uh, at least a little bit better of a start. And uh, it's always fun to just take a little time out during each week and uh, listen in on uh, the, the Everyday Heroes podcast. It's short. It's about 15 to 20 minutes long, but it is packed with all kinds of great information and gold nuggets to be uh, uh, chewing on uh, during the week. What do you call that, Stacy? when we have good insight from – we got mind candy, right? That's oh, that all-day sucker, right? That piece of hard candy you pick up lasts you all day. And that's what we think this is. This is mind candy. This is something for you to pick up and think about and ponder all day and see how it plays out mm. in your life. That is mind so candy. Fun. Love mind filling candy. up the dish. So we, <laughs> we're filling up the dish, that is for sure. And we have a very special guest today. And I uh, want you to go ahead and go ahead and bring her into to our conversation. I would, I would be more than happy to. I've not even had an opportunity really to have a, a conversation of any merit with this young lady before until now, but she already has a level of respect for me as a mom and as a teacher, and that right there takes a, a hero cape underneath to pull off those two things on an everyday basis. So she already has a hero book for me. I'm just really glad to be able to introduce her and bring her here with us today. So ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce you, Ginger Berg. How are you today, girl? I'm doing good. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. We're so glad to have you here with us. So, Ginger, bless our audience, girl. How about you tell us who are you, what do you do, and why you chose that path? Sure. So, I'm Ginger, and I not only am a high school math teacher, but I also am a foster biological and adoptive mom, and I recently also became an author of a children's book. And um, I've wanted to be a teacher since, I think, third grade. I'm one of those people that knew what they wanted to do really early. And after I hit high school, I had some amazing math teachers. So I knew that I wanted to be the type of math teacher um, that inspired my students and made them love math as much as I did. And so I've been a teacher since 2005. And so I've really enjoyed that. And then um, we started having kiddos after, you know, being married for a few years at the age of 25. And after my husband and I had three kids biologically, um, we felt called very strongly to foster um, with possibility of adopting. So over the past seven years, we've fostered six different kids, and we've actually adopted two of them. Um, So I am a mom of five and that's a little about me. That, you know what? That's a lot about you right there. That's <laughs> a lot about you. That's a lot about your heart. That's a lot about this soul that you carry. 
Right, because you, you bring other children in and you make them part of your family. I have some experience in some years in the family services industry, and that's what we did. We worked so many times with families and lots and lots of time with foster families. So I have a huge appreciation for good foster families and people that are willing to just love these children. They all need to be loved. Right? And so thank you for answering that call and doing that. And yeah, like I said, five kids, you've already got some hero status for me. I mean, think about how many hats you have on before noon. Yeah. You have to be to mother five children. So do you, what's the title of your book? Um, so my book is called My Patchwork Family, and it's actually a story written from my oldest um, biological son's perspective about how our family grew um, first, you know, having kids traditionally and then fostering and then adopting and um, just kind of what that looks like from his perspective. I wanted to do that because I feel like a lot of times um, people don't realize the love and sacrifice um, that comes from the biological kids in families that choose to foster. Um, a lot of times they give accolades to the parents, which is awesome. But the kids are just as important in making those kids feel welcome and loved as the adults are. And so I wanted to make sure to give that perspective, kind of give a voice to those unsung heroes, as it were, plus just open the conversation with other families about foster care and adoption and what that looks like. I think I have such a beautiful appreciation for that. There, one of the things I found the most gifting on this entire podcast is the people that we talk to like you that have this life experience that's taught them something amazing, open this door for your son, and you're bringing it to the table to let other parents and other foster parents know it's okay to talk about that. You need to talk about the experience of your children. And until we talk about it and make it okay to get better or to heal from that or to teach other people, it stays this thing we don't talk about. And uh, right. What's your perspective on that? Um, yeah, no, I think it's important for kids to be able to communicate their stories and their struggles um, and be heard uh, and acknowledge that their struggles are just as important as mine. I mean, um, when kiddos would leave our house, it was obviously hard on all of us because we usually had long-term placements. So they were with us for like a year. Um, and so it was obviously heartbreaking for my husband and I, but for my kids, it was too. And so if you don't acknowledge that and you don't let the kids grieve, I mean, that's not teaching them healthy communication if you're not giving them that. Well, exactly. It's like a good friend moving out of town, you know, and you, you've right. lost this person and that became part of your family. And, and that grief is very necessary and it's very real. And so, again, I just thank you for bringing that to light and owning that for so many kids that that affects in our world. Mm -hmm. When you look at the path that you walked from, from where you began to where you stand today, who do you in that identify as a hero, an, an ordinary person that did something extraordinary in your life? And then why would you give them that title? Um, so for me, it would definitely be my father, my dad. And it's because he has always, like, if he feels like he's supposed to do something, he doesn't let excuses stop him. He he finds a way to do it. So, like, he went back for his Ph.D. after all of us were gone. I was in college. I think he even had, like, 
three or four grandkids. And he was like, you know what, I want my PhD. And he went and he got his PhD. And normally at that age, with that much of a gap since he got his last degree, most people would be like, oh, I'm too old and not do it. But once he decided that's what he was supposed to do, he went and he did it. And, you know, there's so many other stories similar to that, you know, where once he really strongly feels like he's supposed to do something, he finds a way to do it. And he encouraged us growing up the same way. Um, And so, like, when I first started thinking about writing a book, I had all these reasons why I shouldn't. But I realized, you know, I'm never going to regret putting the time and effort into writing a book and having that out there. What I'm going to regret is if I had this idea and I never saw it through. And maybe it'll be a huge failure, but maybe it'll be amazing. And you never know until you really put the effort and the time into it to see where it goes. But isn't it already a huge success because you did it? That's what everyone tells me. I'm a perfectionist, so I'm still struggling with not being like, oh, it'll be a success when I sell a thousand books, or it'll be a success in this. Like, I I do need to celebrate the small victories more. That's something I'm working on. Um, Just just having the fact that it's published, and you can buy it on Amazon, and, you know, like all of that, I should be definitely celebrating that more. Well, from this side, it's a celebration, because I know how many conversations – I have engaged in in my lifetime about people that, you know, I really want to do this. I'm really going to do this. And either they don't, or when they finally do, they don't celebrate the accomplishment. They wait and go, but it's not finished yet. I'm like, but you did it. Right? And so I think that, that celebrating the little victories along the way keep us encouraged. Right? And keep us in line. And, and it gives other people hope. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, thanks for sharing all that. Um, I've been writing notes while you, uh, Ginger and Stacy, have been talking uh, on, our, on our podcast today, and I've got a lot of great things here. And I think one of my favorites is the fact that because your father was a man of no excuses and he just, hey, go get it, his actions, not his words, but his actions were motivation. Uh, you, you thought of what he did, not what he said, but what he did that helped motivate you to finish the thing that you wanted to do. And now look at it. You, you, my passport family, it's done. It's done. And now there is an opportunity for that to be an impact and make a difference in somebody else's life and their journey too. Speaking of perfectionism, uh, yep, I, I, I was that as well, and I, I have a little bit of that come back every once in a while. But we had a guest on, uh, on a podcast here recently who said something that was very helpful, and it was, it was um, pass on perfection and go for greatness. And I thought that was mm. just beautiful and how he said that. And it's like, you know what? We don't have to be perfect in everything that we do. We just got to do it and be great at doing it. And you have been great at doing what uh, has been set before you to do. Now we just wait and we just see what happens because of it. Um, with all of that, I have a question for you, if you don't mind. For um, sure. Out of everything that we've talked about so far, and out of all of the things that you've experienced, and even being a high school math teacher, what would you like to say or pass on to others that's been passed on to you that we know is needed? Yeah, I think it's just that resiliency and not – 
letting all like like you said my dad was a man of no excuses and that's totally true and I think that's just there's always going to be excuses to not go out and do something and you have you can either let that guide you or you can do it anyways and just find a way to work around those excuses find a way to make it happen like one thing I tell my kids a lot when I ask them to do something and you know they have a million reasons why they shouldn't have to do the thing I ask them or why it's hard or whatever and my husband and I started a slogan that's just like find a way to make it happen like this is what's been set before you now you go find a way to make it happen like we're here to help you but it's on you to find a way to do what you're being asked oh, to yeah. do. Yeah, that's really that's great. That is really great. I I appreciate you sharing that too. And it, it is it is very true that you know sometimes don't you feel like a, a, a lot of times people want to like rest on that excuse like they they have actually done something, um, and all they've really done is come up with the excuse that has kept them from doing anything. <laughs> right. It's, yeah. It's, no, it's, it's totally crazy. true. Yeah, it's like you know what? Hey, I I accomplished something today. I came up with an excuse. Yeah, but it it, it doesn't. But it doesn't do anything. So right. there is there is a way to make it happen. So go find it. Go discover it. Go go right. go turn a few rocks over. See what you can find. I really like that advice. That's really good. Well, other people I have think, found a way to make it happen. So I mean, it's not impossible. No, absolutely. You just need absolutely. to find a way to make it happen. Oh yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing that. Stacey, I, so, I think I I cut in on you. It's okay. I just was just going to reiterate how so true that is. I it goes with the, something I've believed for a very long time. Back in 2012, I had an opportunity to take a 30 kids to Australia to a dance competition. And when I got the invitation, their response was, "Oh, Miss Stacy, we're from this little town in New Mexico. We can't go to Australia." And I thought, "Huh? Well, you know, we're going now, right? Just because you think <laughs> we can't go." And so we, we got T-shirts made for all these kids and business cards. And on the T-shirt and the business card, it said, if you want something, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. Mm-hmm. And we challenged them. Wear your T-shirt. Take your business card. When you watch somebody pulling weeds in the yard, when they go in to have a, get something to drink, go and finish pulling the weeds and then leave the card in the door. That's where your sponsors are going to come from. Because if you want to go, we'll find a way to get there. And they did. They raised $70,000. We went, brought back the gold medal for the United States. It was a beautiful experience, but it was such a challenge for them to step outside that zone and believe that they could and not make excuses for why they couldn't. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Yeah fabulous. yeah, fabulous story. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's so encouraging to so many people to just hear you tell them, you can do this, you can find a way. Because I think so many people aren't told that and they don't get to believe that. So thank you for pushing that out to our people and encouraging them in that way. Ginger, if this was your moment, and you were going to take the stage and the world was your audience, with all you know and where you've been, what would your statement to the world be, Ginger? What would your T-shirt say? That's a tough one. There's so many important things. But, yeah, I think think it's just I really liked what he said about letting the perfectionism go for greatness. So I would probably have to do something along those lines of, like, giving yourself grace like strive for greatness, but give yourself grace so that you can keep striving the next day instead of just wearing yourself out, trying to make everything perfect. That's good. That is really good. 
Thank you for sharing that. Stacey, are you, are you still with us? Did, did, oh, I'm with us. I think that's, no, I think that's beautiful. I just wanted to let her finish. <laughs> okay. Ginger, can yeah. you expand on that for a little bit for our audience, for people that might not get that? Strive for greatness, but give yourself grace. What does that mean? So I think you still want to strive for greatness. You don't want to become lethargic. You don't want to stop reaching, stop going for your goals. You, you want to always be striving for that. However, as someone who it's strives for not just going for greatness, but going for perfection, which is unattainable, but that's, you know, what I strive for and what I struggle against. I need to give myself grace that I'm not going to always reach what I think I should. So I want to strive for that greatness, but I also need to give myself grace that some days, Things aren't going to go the way that I want them to go, and that doesn't make me a failure, and it doesn't mean I'm not making progress, I'm not doing great things, and so I need to give myself grace on those days when things don't go well, and look at, you know, progress over perfection, Um, am I going in that direction? Mm. That's I good. think that's beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Strive for greatness, but give yourself grace. That's that's a beautiful thought. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, and uh, you know, uh, thank you very much, uh, Ginger, for what you're doing, uh, not just with your family, but with the, the the kiddos that you get to deal with on a daily basis uh, with your uh, with your uh, teaching uh, uh, position at the, at the school there with with the math and everything else. Thanks for the example that you give to them. And I, I know that uh, you might not think so all the time, but uh, you're probably on a list somewhere, too, of uh, when somebody else has asked the question, who's one of my heroes? I know you're on that list. Probably a, a lot more list than you could imagine right now. But I think I, uh, I want to just end our podcast today on that positive note that you gave us, uh, Ginger, if, uh, if it's okay to just not just challenge the, the kiddos that come uh, by way of uh, your influence and your example, but just for everybody who is listening in uh, to the Everyday Heroes uh, uh, podcast, just be reminded and be encouraged today, no excuses. No excuses. Hey, be resilient, and there is a way. So find a way, and even if it's a struggle, just keep, keep looking for it and make it happen. And you strive for your greatness but just remember, in the process, give yourself grace in the whole progress. We hope that today's show has heroified you. Until we meet again, go out into the world and be an everyday hero. Everyday heroes are ordinary people who do extraordinary things. Proud sponsors of Everyday Heroes, the podcast, are The Hero Builder. Let's make a difference in our youth and build some heroes. Enlighten up. Enlightening your path from where you are to where you want to be. And AOS, the athlete of significance. Coaches don't recruit success. They recruit significance. If you know an everyday hero that we need to talk to or would like more information on Everyday Heroes, the podcast, or any of our sponsors, You can reach us on the web at everydayheroespodcast.info.